Welcome to the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. This is episode 48, and today we talk about the secrets to end overeating. We're still in the era of COVID-19, and overeating is so prevalent. We're entering a time of lessening that shelter-in-place order, but there's a lot of fears and concerns about health, well-being, and safety. Today in the podcast, we're going to talk about six shared fears that are showing up right now. We're going to talk about why food is an issue and three concrete ways to lessen the focus on food. Also, I'm going to give you access to my most popular class, Stop Overeating Quick Fix Guide, at an extremely reduced rate. Check out the show notes for the offer. everyone. This is Kim McLaughlin from Feed Your Soul Unlimited. Today we are going over, we're at the secrets to end overeating. I got to say, I'm super excited. I have, I got to tell you, I have nine pages of notes. I am prepared. Um, I went over today and thought about all the things I would want to help you with around the secrets around overeating. And I have a lot, actually, this is just nine pages of it, but there's a lot more I think about. So what I do is I help people when they're feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, and overloaded, and it shows up in overeating, over dieting, just feeling bad about yourself and your body. And when we feel bad about our body and we end up feeling um, frustrated and it shows up in overeating in a way that feels uncomfortable. And that's what we're going to talk about today is that feeling of feeling uncomfortable. And I got to say, there's a lot going on right now that's really making it difficult to be really present in our bodies and present for food. And I'm going to talk a lot about why I think there are there's issues going on with overeating right now because of what's going on. And it makes it more interesting, more interesting. It's a, not a proper grammatical statement, but um, it makes it interesting to think about food in this time of COVID-19, shelter in place, feeling scared and feeling overwhelmed. So I wanted to go over what I have been seeing because what really made me think about doing this um, this Zoom event is that I'm seeing all people, obviously in my psychotherapy practice, in my coaching practice, I'm hearing a lot of concern about food, overeating, and feeling uh, concerned that everybody's going to gain weight or that you're going to gain weight before this whole shelter in place is over with. And I really was resonating with that fear. And I noticed it was so often I thought, I think I need to come on and have a conversation with everybody about why overeating, why thinking about food so much and eating so much is coming up right now. And, and so that's where I'm coming from. The reason I thought of it, and I've been seeing it in a lot of my emails that have been going out, is that I've been noticing all these memes and these interesting fears that are coming through in uh, people in their Facebook and uh, they're putting on their website, but they're saying things like there's this one. I don't know if any of you seen the, um, the video of the little, they're little toddlers and they have little bellies, which toddlers have bellies. And so what they'll do is they're running around and they'll lift up their shirt and they're bumping bellies with each other. And at, and at first I thought, Oh, that's so funny. That's so cute until i read what was what people were saying and it said this is us after we're done sheltering in place and i thought oh my gosh wait 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 this is about the fear of food and the fear of overeating and that when we come out of this kind of um shelter in place time that we're going to be lifting our shirts and having these bigger bellies and i thought that was fascinating there was also one i just saw this earlier and it was this person was saying uh Anyone else starting to get a tan from the light in your refrigerator? Oh, okay. That's, it's funny, but it's like, well, wait a second. <laughs> what is this saying? This is that fear of food and the fear in the refrigerator that's showing up. Oh, this one was one of, actually, I've got, I got a lot of responses when I started sharing pe what people were saying. is It said, forget the freshman 15. I'm in for COVID-19. Meaning, you know, we're not going to gain 15 pounds. We're going to gain 19 pounds over this time. And I 
I thought, well, that's funny, but there's the fear underneath it. Um, people are talking about, do you have the courage to step on the scale right now? Um, oh, the last one I'll share. I mean, there's like tons of them. Um, and it said, wearing a mask inside your home is highly recommended, not to prevent COVID-19, but to stop overeating. Funny, it's funny until you think about it and think about whether, so I want, just kind of wonder like, have I been having these feelings? And I think since all of you are on, and I gotta say, I had more people sign up for this webinar and I've been doing webinars for years. I had more people sign up for this one than I've ever had sign up, which also told me there is an extreme amount of fear about food, overeating, dieting, and feeling afraid about gaining weight. What I want you to know, actually, as we go along is I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist. I don't talk about food. I don't talk about diets. I don't talk about game plans around food, except in the whole idea of how you manage your day and, and the psychology of food for people. But I just want to kind of give you that from the outset that we're not going to talk about diets and we're not going to talk about um, like kind of uh, food and calories and those kind of things. That's not the thing that I work on. I actually work with people using what's called intuitive eating. And that is about getting in touch with our bodies in a way that we go back to where we were when we were children and we knew how to eat. We knew how much to eat. We knew when to start to eat. We knew when to stop. We've lost that over the years for lots of different reasons. Right now, during this COVID-19 time, that fear of food and not knowing if I should or shouldn't eat is extremely high. And I wanted to, I was thinking about why is this current now? And I came up with a huge list, which kind of overwhelmed me about why is this fear of food showing up right now? And so one of the things I thought of was there's this food fear because there actually has not been enough food, right? There has not been enough food on the shelves. I have never in my lifetime, and I've been on this earth for a few years around the sun, and I have never in my lifetime gone into a store and had empty shelves. Never in my lifetime. I live in California. We have plenty of food. And it has been surprising to me to go into the store um, to see, well, the lack of toilet paper. That was, that freaked me out because it literally took me three to four weeks to find a store after lots of stores that had toilet paper. That was super strange. Not connected to food, but it really was showing for me the shortage on the shelves. But I've been to the store and they have been out of bread. They have been out of flour. Just last week, I couldn't find flour. They have been out of meat. The spaghetti aisle was decimated. The um, spaghetti sauce aisle decimated. It was, it's been fascinating to watch myself and all of you go into the store and not have staples that we appreciate and value there in the store. And it made me think a lot about that there has been a lot of food fear going on. And I just want you to notice whether that resonates for you, whether you've been having food fear of not having enough food or feeling like you can't get enough even in the store, because I think that translates into our fear at home and do I have enough food at home? So just notice whether that resonates for you. Another issue that's current that I totally think goes into food in the end is isolation. Right now we're experiencing incredible isolation. Normally I do these talks live. I'd be talking to you at different venues, different events, at the gym, different places, you would see me. And, and some of you know me from different places where I've spoken. And we have isolation right now where we can't physically touch people or we're asked not to. I mean, you can, but we've been asked not to physically touch people that don't live in our house. We have been asked to um, keep six feet away. We've been asked to wear a mask when we go out in public. This is incredible. There is no place to be social. There's no place to have gatherings and joining of people. And we can't shop. Like, all I do is go to the grocery store and home. Like, it doesn't matter that I'm working. I, I can't, and, and I could buy something. There's no place to go. There's no place to go to buy things. And there has been 
zero opportunity for me to have physical contact with friends. What's been interesting to me as I've been talking to people is um, some of us who are introverts, this is working kind of good until like you want to go out. Well, you know, if you get more of your energy from being inside, like this is working kind of good. For me, I'm an extrovert and I am used to being out. I'm used to being with people. I need that energy. And this has been a little bit of a struggle for me to not get that kind of um, energy because there's been so much isolation. So this can bring up, so think about for yourself, is this isolationism that we're choosing to do right now? We've been asked and we all are choosing to do it, but is that bringing up fear for you? And I want to notice the feelings that come up when I talk about this. Another fear or another thing that are coming up right now, and it's really high for me, is disappointment. The feeling of disappointment is showing up a lot. Kids aren't able to go through graduation. Like, you know, seniors, I have a niece and we can't do the graduation thing with her. It's canceled. They didn't have prom. I don't know if you all, but I have pictures from my prom. Like, there are children that are not going to have a prom or it's going to be really different. There are no birthday parties. Unless you decide to meet and be six feet apart or you do it, whatever, but there's no birthday. My daughter actually yesterday is super interesting. She got an invitation to one of her close girlfriend's birthday party on Zoom. They're meeting on Zoom tomorrow. Have I've never, I thought, well, that's awfully creative. We're going to have a birthday party on Zoom. Okay. And I have never in my lifetime not I've never heard of this before. Um, meetings are canceled. Travel is canceled. Vacations are canceled. Our vacation is scrapped. And any of you that maybe know me personally know that that's been a little tough. Um, oh my God, the disappointment. Uh, one of my uh, people are on here right now, but we were going to buy a new house right now. <laughs> we were going to buy a house. Like that's been scrapped for the moment. So there is disappointment that is deep. And I want to honor that, that there are those feelings that show up. When we get to the end of me going over all these, we're going to talk about how this ends up in overeating and food because there is a there is a correlation but i want you to notice what the feelings are that show up as i talk about all of this schools are closed right now my daughter's not going back to school till next year she loves her friends she loves her teacher she loves that environment and that stuff we are i'm going to quote homeschooling i'm not a teacher i don't do teaching i'm not i don't know how to do that we're doing the very best we can but there's time that has to be spent with my daughter doing school. Um, and so there are parents being teachers right now, even if you're a teacher or not right now with your kid at home, teacher quote unquote, um, your kids are home. So those of us like me who do a lot of work, I'm doing my work from home right now, I still have kids stuff to have to deal with. So it's not like I get to work like I used to. So that's another, the schools are closed. Another is work, you might be, um, great uh, lucky enough to be able to work but most of us who are working are now working from home or you've been laid off or you've been furloughed or you're um on the front lines and you're going into the kind of danger zone whatever you might call it and frontline people are actually firefighters police sheriff nurses doctors hospital administration sanitation workers grocery store clerks they're all on the front lines right now. So their work is really stressful. So consider for yourself, there is something stressful, I suspect, around work. Next is activity. Gyms are closed. My girl, there's a lot of girls on here that I work out with at my gym. Our gym has been closed for, I don't know guys, it's like six weeks. It's been closed. We've been doing online workouts, which has been really nice, but we're really used to being uh, kind of up close and personal and hug and high fives and throwing balls back and forth and helping each other lift weights and our gyms are closed. Children can't use play equipment. My daughter, uh, you know, you can't go use the monkey bars. So, because they're closed, it's just, they say you can't use them. And Lord help me if you go use one of those play equipments and uh, somebody starts taking your picture and then they call the police on you. Like, it's a little, it's a little scary out there because there's a lot of things that people are doing out of this place of fear. The next is that's happening right now is a lot of feelings are going on. There's the feelings of stress, anxiety, loneliness, boredom, fear, 
concern, worry, what else? Peace, anger, depression. And all of those can exist all at the same time. So there's this kind of mix of feelings. And I actually find sometimes I can feel peaceful and distressed all at the same time. And a lot of my clients have been talking about that, about having these two feelings of like, well, it's kind of cool being home, but I feel distressed that I can't go to the grocery store without a mask on. And that we're carrying these myriad of feelings all at the same time. And they don't seem to connect always. And it feels confusing as well as within the feelings. I just had the thought of there's, um, there's disagreements right now among people, among government officials about what's the right way to handle this. And the news every night, every day, all over the place is the confusion around what's the right way to deal with all this. And there are differing opinions from differing people. And I don't know about for you, but for me, it feels confusing sometimes about, okay, who, who do I listen to right now? Who has the most current information? Am I, is this information new information or is that old information? Is this a person I should listen to or a person I shouldn't listen to as well as lots of arguments about uh, people being um, overly concerned, overly worried. We shouldn't have this. We shouldn't do this. And, and I'm not here to say what I believe or don't believe. What I'm saying is that this is something that is present and current for all of us right now. And just take an inner look at whether that resonates for you and where it might be setting for you about all of these feelings. Last on my list, and I gotta say, this is a huge list. I've never had this kind of list about all the things that are going on that, that are actually affecting all of us. All of us, worldwide. These are affecting all of us in different ways, but we're all being affected. And the last I wanted to bring up that's going on currently is money fears. I don't know of anybody who isn't having some kind of money fear. You might be working in your household, but you might wonder next week, am I going to be laid off? Am I going to be the one who's going to be furloughed? Am I next on the list? Or um, money fears about um, my house is going to depreciate. I don't have the value in my house anymore. Or my um my dad is having this about uh the 401k you know the stock market and the stock market and what's going on there and can i retire like i want to or i'm already in retirement and what in the heck is going on with my money and will i have enough to live on these are shared experiences oh and then also the money fears about if you're unemployed or underemployed and oh my God, the EDD trying to get a hold of them, God bless them, that they're overwrought with people calling and trying to get money and unemployment money coming in and having to wait weeks and not knowing if they can pay their bills. If you have, uh, if you're a renter or if you have a mortgage, you can ask for a deference. That's great. But in three months from now, how are you going to pay for that? How are you going to pay for that? Those are the fears. Those are the fears that people are having. And like I said, these are universal shared fears that we're all having across the world. And that to me is why when I say lightheartedly at the beginning about those memes and people talking about the fear and the fear around food, it makes total sense to me. So if you're feeling more fear about food, you're in a good place. You're, you're with friends. Hey everyone, in this podcast, I talk about the Stop Overeating Quick Fix Guide. It's a seven-day virtual program that helps you end the focus on food. We are offering it for a super low price of $20. Normally, I sell it for $49. And all you have to do is go to the show notes, click on the link, and put in the coupon code dollar sign $20 dollar sign two zero and you get instant access to this program it is a seven-day program where you get emails every day that help you look at hungry and full and how do you measure your hunger and fullness you get an emotional eating guide where you can look at what emotions are showing up for you right now and get self-care guide where you can find practical tools to use right now I know people are really struggling in this time of COVID-19 and I want you to have this special program that will help you get more focused on food. Check out the link. We're at feedyoursoulunlimited.com forward slash stop dash overeating dash quick dash fix dash guide. 
or just go in the show notes, click on the link and put in the code dollar sign 20 to get this great course for $20. Now I want to get into why would food be an issue, right? Like why would it go into, you know, I named all these, I don't know how many, there's like seven different areas that are going on right now. Why would food be showing up as the place? And why it makes sense to me is that food is nourishment. It's how you take care of yourself. It is the basic thing that you came into the earth needing. We all need food. We all need food on a daily basis. And food is a bigger symbolic thing for us because it's nourishment, but it's also, we use it as nurturing, a way to take care of ourselves, right? We use it for comfort. We use it to care about ourselves. We use it when I feel needy. We also use it when we feel good. We use it when we feel not so good, when we feel sick, right? I have a, my go-to at a, like when I'm, when I feel sick, I want wonton soup. I'm just telling you, like, you know, there, there are foods that for me are like for this thing, that's my comfort food and it makes me feel good. And if I'm hungry and it's what I really want, I'm all in for wonton soup, especially if I'm sick. What happens with food, why we go in that direction is that it feels good in our body. It feels good. It also feels good in our head. It lights up your brain. You know, I don't even need to go into all the chemical reasons why that happens. But notice when you eat, your brain goes, oh, okay, I feel kind of good now. I feel um, happy. I feel comfortable. I feel satisfied in my body. It feels good in your body. It also tastes good. You're, it tastes good in your mouth, right? It, I, I talk to my clients about this because there's certain type of eating that um, it tastes good and then if you do too much, it doesn't taste good, but it starts out good. So of course you're going to want it. Of course you're going to, because your taste buds go, hmm, that's kind of yummy. That's, I call it mouth hunger. I call it mouth hunger. When you have that kind of hankering kind of thing going, oh, my mouth is, want something that it, cause it tastes good. You want it. Of course you do. And it also gives you energy. Um, when you're feeling low energy, you know, what do we do? Like when we wake up in the morning, we have something, you have some water or you have something because, um, what do they call it? Breakfast, break the fast, right? Break the fat because you've been fasting all night. However long you haven't eaten, like your, your body needs that nourishment to do the things it needs to do. Right. So this to me is why food comes up as issues. And what we've done when we have food coming up for us more than we'd like it to is we've actually moved from food as nourishment to food as nurturing. And food can be nurturing, absolutely. But I think with all of those memes that I'm talking about, about people having fear of food, fear of gaining weight, it's really about um, the, uh, the nurture that we're doing too much nurturing with food. I thought it was funny, um, interesting, interesting. And I don't know if you any caught it, but like the, the aisles that are out of food are um, the staples. And I thought it was interesting. It was bread, but it was also spaghetti and spaghetti sauce. And I thought, what comfort foods are those? You know, those are comfort foods. Like they feel um, sturdy in your body. They give you a lot of oomph and it's what we go to. And it's also like when we feel um, money, money fears, spaghetti food fears. Well, I got some spaghetti. <laughs> I got spaghetti. We can have that. If anything, we can have that. So that becomes our go-to as um, nurturing ourselves and it nurtures ourselves. It works. It works. But then it, it works until it doesn't. And using this makes sense to me, but then it becomes a point where it doesn't it doesn't fit for everybody. And that's what I want to talk about because I think the nurturing of ourselves makes sense and it, and it works until it doesn't, until we feel bad about ourselves and we feel bad that maybe we've, um, maybe we've gained weight or we feel uncomfortable in our body. Or I work with a lot of people that um, eat foods that actually make them break out or make their tummies upset or make them have to use the bathroom in a way that they don't want to have to use the bathroom in that way. Like, you know, I'm saying like they, their tummy is so upset and it, it shows up in, in lots of ways of, of not feeling good in our body. So there's one reason why 
we go to food is because it nurtures us. And I just want you to notice if that's resonating for you. Is there a thought or a feeling that food is nurturing and and how much are you eating food to nurture yourself? I'm not saying don't eat it because it's nurturing because it is nurturing, but am I solely using it to nurture myself? Because I want to challenge you, and that's what we're going to talk about in the end, is what can we do if we're using food to nurture ourselves? Okay, so nurturing is one thing. The second thing that I'm finding coming up that I'm thinking about when I see those memes and people talking about food right now is that there's a lot of issues with uh, what I call, and, and people in my industry call, the diet binge shame cycle. And I was trying to get a, a circle to kind of show with you and I, I couldn't get it up yet on my screen. But but imagine a, um, a circle. And those of you who've heard me talk before have probably heard me say this, but really take it in and wonder if this fits for you. Think of a, a circle. At the top of the circle, put up there diet and restriction. Then you go around the circle, you have a line, and then you put a circle right here. And this right here is binge. Diet, then it goes to binge. And then you go from binge over here the other part of the circle right here is shame. And shame then leads us back up to diet. So it's diet, binge, shame. It goes around and around. What's happening when we all are feeling out of control with food, we end up feeling shameful. And anybody who studied anything from Brene Brown, you have heard a lot, and I really recommend her stuff, is you've heard about the, the shame, how shame is deep and dark and ugly. And it doesn't, it, it, it's only help is to help us figure out what in the heck's going on because shame doesn't lead us to health. I mean, it, it isn't healthy in and of itself. So think about that. If you started the, the diet and, and this could be what's going on for you right now or has gone on where we think about, um, under eating, eating a certain diet program. I mean, my God, healthy lifestyle has been uh, converted into dieting, or I have to have a certain amount of calories where you're not eating enough food, where you're restricting food and your body actually physically needs more, but you say no, because I'm on a diet. No, I have to restrict. What we know completely, and any of you that are on this call that have ever done this before know this to be true, is that dieting at some point leads us around that circle to binge. And that it often is the things that we restrict, the thing that we say, no, I can't have, this is bad food, this isn't good for me, and then we binge. And this is what I hear a lot of right now is binging going on where it feels out of control, it feels like we're nurturing ourselves to the extreme, like to try and nurture ourselves, we're kind of doing a lot with food, and in the end, the binge ends up feeling bad in our body, bad in our skin, in our tummy, um, and or we feel bad and upset that possibly our body is maybe expressing a larger size than it was before. What happens when we then feel that is we get into fear and then we go back up that, that circle and we go to shame. Remember? And shame's that dark, oozy feeling of not feeling good enough. I'm a bad person there's something wrong with me, who I am is inherently bad and wrong. And that shame, unless we take care of it, will lead us ultimately to go back to restrict and diet because we don't know what else to do with it. And that's what I'm here to talk about is how do we step off that diet, binge, shame cycle? How do we jump off of it? Because that's what I suspect all of yours. I was like, okay, Kim, yeah, I get it. I get that I do this. But what am I going to do about it? Because I don't know what to do. The starting spot to everything, I say this over and over again, the starting spot is to notice it. Notice what's going on. Notice that you're in that cycle and go, hmm, isn't this interesting? I'm um, on the binge part of this cycle and I'm feeling shameful. What do I need to do to hop off? One of the things we know about um, this cycle is the start of noticing it and naming it. Oh, I see what I'm doing. So that then you can start to jump off of it. And that's what I want to talk about in the half hour. If anybody has any questions, feel free to do, um, there's a chat down at the bottom. If you kind of put, if you hover over the bottom, there's a little chat. You can put questions in at the end. 
Um, I'm not sure if I have, if we'll have time for answers, but if I don't, I'll do a blog on it. I'll do another talk so that we can make sure that I answer all of your questions um, at some point in time. So feel free to do that over in the Zoom chat. Is this, and also you can put in, is this resonating with you? Is everybody feeling, am I on track? Am I like seeing it? Um, are, are you noticing these things, things or is it kind of like I'm off? Because I'm used to having presentations where I have a lot of feedback, where we're having conversations and I love having conversations. Problem is, is we have too many people on this call right now to have, oh good, yes, you're on track, yes, you're on track. Oh my God, thank you. That's, thank you for saying that because um, I just want to make sure that you guys are resonating with this when I don't have the verbal response because I, I prefer, oh yeah, you're right on track. Thank you. Um, I don't have the, the verbal feedback from everybody like I like. Yes, you're on track. Thank you. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on with you. So if we're talking about we all resonate with this being the problem or we, we get the concern and we get why it's so big right now, then what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because I don't want to leave you hanging with nothing. What I pride myself on in all my talks is sometimes people will talk, kind of talk around what to do. I like to talk about, let's talk about what to do because you don't have to feel this bad. But I want you to notice that or, or kind of understand that this is simple. It's just not easy. You know, food is, it's, we have to do it every day. We have to do it every day. So how are we going to put it in prop, uh, put food in its proper place as nourishment rather than using it as nurturing? One of the things I want to present that I think will give you an idea about how to start balancing this all out. And, and also, again, why this is so huge is I think of this with food as having six components, six areas. So if you think about it, we have six areas that literally have to balance out. And when they're out of balance, for us, it will often show up in um, overeating, overdieting, feeling uncomfortable in our body. So the six components are, one is physical, and that's the physical food, how your body feels with food, your feeling of hunger, your feeling of fullness, is all connected to physical. And, and also it's, it's about movement and how we move our body and how our body feels with kind of being in this physical form that is one component. And what I want you to notice is that there are six components and only one is food. Wait, wait, let me say this again. There are six components to overeating, right? One component, part of one component is about food. Part of the physical is about food. None of the other ones are about food. So think about that, how big this is, and that if we wanna have an effect, then we got to have a um, kind of a broader range plan because remember if, if food is part of the physical component it's only a small part of it and we do a diet we're only affecting the one little component but we're not we're not affecting other areas and we're actually setting ourselves up to binge that's why that doesn't work second component which we're going to talk about in just a little bit is the emotional component remember i talked about one of the things What's showing up? What did I say? In, uh, in right now, COVID-19, fear, anxiety, loneliness, boredom, money fear, food fear. What else? Anxiety, overwhelm, isolation. All these feelings are coming up. Emotions are high right now. The anger about what we should do and not do. Emotions. Those are part that are showing up big time, I think, for most everybody. So physical component emotional component. Third component is mental. That's the part about how we think about what we're doing. And that's why in the beginning, I, I talked about a lot of um, difficulties that are going on and for you to start thinking about, well, how do I see all these things? How do I look at it? Also, what am I saying to myself about this? Generally, what I hear people talk about is I feel bad. I feel, um, uh, uh, oh, weight is often about not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm uncomfortable with myself. I'm destined to never stop doing this again. I'm a horrible person. Those are a lot of things mental. Also mental is the one that says, you know, you want it, go and have it. It's not that much. You're going to eat it anyway. Mental, the mental side does that, right? That's the part that kind of gets you um, going. And we don't pay attention to how much that is a part of our eating is that mental part. 
the one, two, three, fourth component is lifestyle. Lifestyle is being affected huge right now, huge. Work, friends, being outside, um, recreational activities, vacations, holidays. My God, Easter, Easter, Passover. Like that was crazy, crazy. Lifestyle is about all those areas and those have been shaken. God, lifestyle, grocery store. We're wearing masks at the grocery store. We can't, I can't go, I can't go shop. <laughs> we can't go to Best Buy. We have something to return to Best Buy. We have to call them and have them meet us outside because I can't physically go in Best Buy to return something. Who knew? This is crazy. So lifestyle has been totally shaken. Next, the fifth component is mindfulness. And that to me is about being in touch with your body, being in touch with your higher sense, your higher source, your spirit. Mindfulness is um, actually for me, what's been interesting is that's been one area that I've been more on track than, than ever. I have, um, I, I love my church and I go there or I used to go there every week. My minister does a week, every weekday, he does a meditation and I've, I've been doing that more often than not, or I've been doing my own meditation. But for me, mindfulness is like, this has been, this time of COVID-19 has been like, I've been, I felt drawn into doing that. I've also in mindfulness, I felt drawn into doing my journaling, which I know are some of my self-care tools. So I've really been drawn to that. I don't know about the rest of you, it's been weird to have, you know, my church service online. It's on, on video. I can't go see anybody. So that, that to me is all about mindfulness. And so notice if in the mindfulness component, are you feeling, are you feeling balanced with that? The sixth component, the most important. I always say I list it last because nobody believes me, but it's the most important is the uh, self-love, self-love, self-esteem, self-worth. How are you feeling about yourself right now? It's a very confusing time. And I have found it so interesting that I think this time of shelter in place is a lot about sheltering in our place inside, shelter in place inside. And that's what's been coming up for me that I thought, whoa, that's an interesting win. And, and that to me goes in with self-love is that I'm coming inside of myself and wondering what's up for me, what's going on for me. And, and I just want you to wonder, how are you feeling about yourself? And what are you saying to yourself? And do you have those moments of being able to experience that self-love and give yourself that self-love, six components. So you can see they're very broad ranging, they're the, the totality of our life. And that if any of those are out of balance, if we have a tendency to use food to take care of ourselves, we're going to use food to take care of ourselves. That's what's gonna show up. It just is. It's how we, it, to me it's like, I think of like when my food feels out of balance, where's my life out of balance? Where's my life? In the six components, where am I out of balance? I got to tell you, sometimes for me, all six areas are out of balance. Truth, even to this day, with all that's going on, some, some days they're all out of balance. So I can notice it and then come back in and wonder, what can I do? So let's get into some of those things with those six components. Start noticing where you feel out of balance. And one of the components I wanted to talk about a little bit is the, the emotional component. Because like I said, I think everybody is experiencing multiple feelings all at once. And that can feel overwhelming because you don't know what to do. So what I encourage people to do when it comes to feelings is to first notice them. Um, notice if your voice sounds, um, if you sound angry, if you sound worried, or if you sound upset, if your hands feel clenched or you're feeling tight, it's like, just kind of notice, okay, check in with yourself take a deep breath and notice the feeling, notice it. Then we move on after we notice it, name it. I know, so I noticed right now I'm feeling hot. I feel nervous when I speak. It's funny because I speak a lot and I still feel nervous every time. I guess it's, it's just my thing, but I feel, uh, so I notice my body is feeling warm right now. My hands are really uh, clammy. My throat feels a little dry and my feel, I feel a little anxious. So that's my feeling right now. Well, anxiety makes sense. I'm talking to all of you. This is important to me that I give out good information. So I notice the feeling, I named the feeling. Then ask, what does that feeling need from me? I noticed it, I named it. What does it mean? For me is that when I feel uh, anxious around speaking, I need to speak anyway. It just means I need to just do it. It doesn't, sometimes anxiety means I need to not do something. In this case, it means, Kim, just do it just get over it. This is important information and just do it. 
okay? So start noticing the feelings, name them, ask yourself, what do you need for that feeling? What is that feeling asking of you? Sometimes that can mean I need to go take a walk. I need to write in my journal. I need to take a deep breath. I need to tell somebody the truth, whatever that might be. Do that, okay? And that really will help with the feeling, calm it out. The second thing I wanted to, to talk to you about was mindfulness. I think that's, like I said, this has been core for me and it has been something that I have been drawn to on a daily basis is mindfulness. For me, that's a lot about taking a deep breath, quieting my mind. I have daily, I don't have it in here, but I have a daily kind of affirmation book that I love to read and that gets me on track. Or I like to listen, like I said, to my minister do his daily, um, a daily meditation. I encourage you through this time, one of the best things I hope could be your takeaway is how can I be more mindful? How can I be more present in my body? Because once you are more mindful, you then can figure the rest of it out. Okay. So just go inside with yourself, that quiet space. I like to take a walk by myself. I've been doing that. My family takes a walk together, which um, I like, but I also like going out on my own walk and just quieting my mind because when we're in the shelter in place, like there's not a lot of opportunity for, um, there's not a lot of opportunity for quiet. I don't know for you, but for me, there's not, some of us have quiet in our homes. Some of us, all kinds of people around, we don't have that. The last thing I want to talk to you about is physical. And I think often, no, I'm positive. People come to this call because they want to get in touch with the physical. They want to know, Kim, what do I do about the physical? What do I do about the food? And I get that. That's the first thing that everybody comes with. And I don't always want it to be the first thing that I talk about because it's important, but not necessarily the most important. Remember, we have six areas to balance. Food is a little bit of one component, a little bit of one. But I know you want to know more. So physical. So one of the things that I think could be helpful in terms of the physical side is to notice if you're on that shame binge diet cycle. One way that you can work with that is to, to notice how many times have I been on a diet? How many times have I restricted food? How many times have I bought this program or that program or did this? or did this restriction or that restriction. I don't like to get to name all of them because I don't need to put them all down, but it's really, to me, the diet, um, people ask me, well, so is this thing a diet? Well, does it feel like a diet? Does it feel restricting? You get to decide. I think diets are in the eye of the beholder. You get to decide if a diet feels like a diet and feels restricting to you because it's a place of you coming to understand it. So notice if you've been on that diet binge shame cycle, and if you've been dieting, how often have you dieted? And how's, literally, how's that working for you? If it hasn't worked for you, I'm going to wonder if maybe we need to try something different. Because what's that insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the, a different result. There was one diet I used to do. I used to buy into it like every couple of years. And I'm not going to name it. But I, I bought into it. And finally, I said, Kim, how often? <laughs> how often are you going to do this? This is crazy. This is crazy. It felt good until it didn't feel good. And I just decided I'm off that cycle. So just notice that for yourself and start uh, thinking about maybe I might want to jump off of that. And I know that that's a big ask, but it's time to start wondering that. The next thing I think of when I think about your body and the physical and food is start paying attention to your body. Remember, when we're all in our feelings and all in our thoughts and this whole freaking world out there of craziness, we have lost touch with our body. And when am I hungry? And when am I full? And I got to say, some of us didn't have that going into this COVID experience. Everybody I work with prior to these last however many weeks, you didn't have that feeling to begin with. Or it was limited about when am I hungry? People will say, um, when I say, well, are you hungry? They'll go, hungry? What, what do you mean hungry? I don't know hunger. Or <laughs> I'll say, are you full? They go, huh? <laughs> what does full have to do with it? And notice if that's you when I say that. And I say that lovingly because that has been me. Lovingly, I say that to you. But notice, am I able to get connected with hunger and fullness? And then how hungry and how full? And just begin to start noticing 
right now I'm feeling hungry. You know, if you're live, it's 1246 on my time and um, my tummy's starting to feel hungry. Generally, I would eat like right in this time frame while I'm doing this talk, but I tend to feel a little nervous. I told you guys, I tend to feel a little nervous when I talk. And so I don't like to eat before I do these talks because it kind of makes my body feel kind of off. So I'm hungry and I'm hungry enough that when we end, I'm going to go have lunch. That, that's how hungry I am. So I can get in touch with my body and start noticing it and start. And so it's about noticing my physical hunger. I alluded to it earlier. There was kind of this, um, mouth hunger when your mouth feels hungry num 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 that feels hungry or i'm sorry that feels that sounds good that mm, my my uh my mouth wants it but there's also this heart hunger this kind of emotional hunger and i think that's going on a lot is this heart hunger emotional hunger and we're eating from this place of feeling disconnected from what's really going on what did i say earlier if you're noticing this feeling in your body, ask of yourself, uh, notice it, name it, and what is my body, what does that feeling need from me? And start noticing whether it's emotional hunger, because emotional hunger is not physical hunger. I'm going to pause. Emotional hunger is not physical hunger. It's just not. You can eat for emotions, absolutely, but let's at least notice it. You know what? I'm having these emotions right now, and this thing sounds good to me okay, let's notice it and call it, call it for what it is. And then notice at the end of it, like how, how good's that working? How's that working for me? I ate because I felt depressed. Okay. Did it take away the depression? Generally it doesn't. It helps for that little bit of time until it doesn't help. So I'm not saying don't do it, but start noticing in your body, start noticing in your body when you feel hungry and when you feel full. And I know that this is, um, once again, easier said than done. Easier said than done. That was a lot of information. I feel like I was talking a lot. Does anybody want to put, do you have any questions in the, in the chat? Like, does anybody have any questions while, while I'm here? Oh yeah. Thank you. Uh, my Facebook group, I have a private, uh, it's a Facebook group that is feed your soul community on Facebook. Please join that group. It is a private Facebook group. I'm writing it as I'm talking about it. And um, I come in there daily. I answer questions. I give you lots of ideas, but feed your soul community free Facebook group. If I get a chance, I'll go in and get the, um, I'll get the link before we go. Please. Can you put in the, in the um, chat, put away a takeaway for you. Like what's something if you had, a, I, I love, I always do, um, and while you do that, I'll read it really quick, but I'm going to put the Facebook book group in here. Can you put in there for me? What is your takeaway? What are you, uh, what did you learn and what might you try like within the next 24 hours? What, what's resonating for you? Uh, okay. Jenna, you're going to recognize your emotions and take a breath. Oh, I love it. So recognize my emotions, take a breath and ask myself what my emotion needs. Yes. I love that. It's that having, um, having that feeling that is, or I'm sorry, I was reading somebody else's note, noticing that emotion and asking it what it's trying to tell you is a super great tool to move you through this and to really kind of start wondering. So depression, I'm feeling depressed. Okay. Depression. What are you trying to tell me? What is your information that you want to pass on to me? So that is, that's a good one. Let me see. I think if I'm bored, if I'm bored, think if I'm bored and hungry before I eat or just, am I bored? Love it. So noticing there could be a feeling. I love that. There could be a feeling and I'm hungry. I'm physically hungry. Well, I can still eat, right? I'm hungry, but just noticing, okay, I'm feeling physically hungry and I have some emotions coming up. So starting to know that before you eat will be really important. Um, think if I'm hungry before I eat or just bored. Think about, really notice, bored is a really tough feeling. Um, it leads a lot of people to overeat. And I just start noticing if you're eating at odd times or if you're feeling a craving for certain foods, sometimes that can be bored feeling. So just check in with yourself. Another road, um, try to not label food as bad. Yes, yes, don't label food as bad. Pay attention to feelings, notice emotions, and ask where I'm out of balance. 
And what is it trying to tell me? Use breathing and mindfulness. Absolutely. I love that. Pay more attention to hunger cues from family feeding them versus listening to my own body. Yes. Uh, hunger cues when we're feeding a family. That's a whole topic in and of itself. That am I hungry right now? Do I want to eat actually what they're eating? I have a lot of um, tips for that. I um, tend to make, we make food for our family and then I'll have kind of an add on for myself because I don't always eat what they want to eat. And so that can be tough, but pay more attention to your hunger cues as you're feeding your family. Um, and, and really eating on, sometimes we got to eat on our schedule and not necessarily our family schedule. Um, I want to be more aware of why I'm eating when it's not mealtime. Yes. Start paying attention. Start looking at, start noticing what feelings are coming up before you eat and just notice. And especially if it's at an off time. We are right at one o'clock. I did it. We did it, you guys. Thank you so much for coming. Like I said, this has been more people that have signed up than I've ever had signed up. There are a lot of you that are going to be on the new, are, are going to be, oh, I'm just getting more. Everybody's saying thank you. Oh, and the program. So remember to do the quick, quick fix guide to ending overeating. You guys need it. If you're struggling with this, it's the stop overeating quick fix guide. $20 put in the coupon code and that will get you to the quick fix guide. It's, it's the thing that's going to help you move through this. I promise you, it's the thing that's going to help move through this. It's something you can do on your own. And I really encourage you to seek that out. Now you get it in your email for you to link to it, but I really encourage you to do that right now. And I'll put the link in here again. Everybody's saying, thank you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you guys loved it. Have a great rest of your day. I look forward to talking to you guys again. Follow through on the things that you said you're going to do. And I know you guys are going to do great. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us.